0: Hi guys, welcome to the Peachy Point. My name is Brooke and I am your host and today is the first episode and I am so excited. So the first thing I want to talk about is joy because I feel like this world we live in today is not so focused on what makes us happy but more on what society tells us we should be doing. And there's so much pressure in the world. So first, I wanted to share with you guys a list of what just brings me joy and makes me happy. And then at the end of this episode, I challenge you to make a list yourself of things that bring you joy and just focus on those whenever things are not going so well or just try to practice at least one of those a day if possible, depending on what's on your list, but as often as possible. So things that bring me joy are laughing. Uh, I think laughing is so underrated. It's not something that people focus on, and it's not a big priority for people, but I get in these moods where I just want to laugh, and like even if nothing's funny, I just want to laugh, and I think that it just makes everything so much better, along with cuddling and hugs. I know not everybody has a someone to cuddle with, but even cuddling with my dog, if you don't have a dog and you're lonely, you should really get a dog because they are the best thing ever. And if you guys want to see my dog, my dog has her own Instagram and she is the cutest thing I've ever seen. So moving on is just being silly. I know so many people now, especially with social media, care so much about what everyone thinks about them and try to keep their true authentic self to close doors or like just keep it all within but being silly is so much fun and yeah you may look stupid sometimes but who cares honestly who cares about the people in target or at the gas station or wherever you are being silly who cares about what they think you're never going to see them again and they'll forget about whatever they saw in two minutes Something else that I really want to mention is that when you are yourself and you are totally comfortable and confident in who you are, then you allow room for other people to be comfortable with who they are and you also give them room to be totally authentically themselves. I was listening to the What We Said podcast and something that they had said was being authentically yourself allows others to be authentically themselves and honestly up until I heard that I really hadn't ever thought about that but it really makes so much sense because if you're being filtered and setting the precedent in the room and with whoever you're with if you're being filtered or judgy or holding yourself back you know however you're acting is just going to give the signals and the cues to everyone in their room on how they should behave but if you're just owning it being yourself being a ball of light and just beaming and just so authentically showing who you are everyone will be able to see that and then you'll give them the opportunity to put down their walls and jump on board and be a part of it because if you they feel threatened or if they feel like they should be guarded because you're gonna you're guarded, then you know that's how everyone will act. But if they see you being silly, then they'll feel weird for not jumping in on it, you know. A lot of people once they see you doing it, then they'll start doing it too. So just by you doing it helps you live your fullest life, but also helps whoever's around you to live their fullest life. This really reminds me of those dance scenes in every movie where everyone's standing around and kind of just not sure what to do, and then one couple will go in the middle and start dancing, and then everyone floods around them. It's the exact same thing. Everyone's kind of afraid to make the first move. They won't know exactly how it's going to be taken, but screw it. Don't care about what other people think, and do you, girl, and I guarantee you, The people who should be in your life will love it and hop on board with you. The next thing that brings me so much joy is making someone's day. Kindness is so forgotten. Like we're so consumed in ourselves that we forget to just do little things every day to spread kindness. Just having a smile on your face and then seeing how someone responds to you Is So magical if you're able and you get the opportunity to be there for someone I don't know There's a lot of ways to make someone's day But I think it's so magical when you spread joy and kindness to others and you get to see that it brings me joy The next thing (laughs) how could you not love dancing? And I'm not even saying good dancing like if I really try I could be a halfway decent dancer but the awkward uncomfortable dancing is so much fun. And that kind of goes hand in hand with being silly. But I don't know, whenever I hear music, even sometimes when I hear music in my head that nobody else can hear, I just bust out some moves. 9 out of 10 times they're awful, but how can you not be having an amazing time while flailing your body all over the place? I just don't see how you can be like angry or sad or Any other emotion than just, like, joyful when you're moving your body so awkwardly. I remember in the first few seasons of Grey's Anatomy when Christina was still there. If you haven't seen Grey's Anatomy, then, like, what are you doing? Because it's actually the most amazing show. But we're getting sidetracked. Okay, the first few seasons, whenever something would go wrong or someone had a bad day or they were fighting, or someone was angry or sad, they would force each other to stand up and have a dance party. And of course, when you're not in, the, in a good mood, you're not in the mood to dance. But I challenge you, the next time you're not in a good mood, you force yourself to get up and to dance, and you will be in a better mood afterwards. Because I physically don't think it's possible to not be in a good mood while awkwardly dancing, and throwing your body from side to side and up and down and in every direction that it can go. Try it next time and let me know what happens. Flailing your body all over the place. It's how I like to spend my time. (laughs) Okay, this is a little bit more specified, like not something I could do every single day, but I was just in Bali two weeks ago and I did a lot of it there and I just realized how magical it was and how much I looked forward to it. But for me, swimming in waterfalls, especially on a hot day, the water in waterfalls is always so clean and just like cold and when you're in a waterfall, you're looking up around you and there's always some type of cliff or greenery or something and it's beautiful and it feels amazing. What doesn't feel better than water in your hair? Oh, it's my favorite. Okay. Of course, sunsets are beautiful. If you got to see a sunset in a waterfall, wow, that would just be perfect. So sunsets really bring me joy. A lot of things in nature. Sometimes I look around me and I'm in nature and I just can't believe what God created and this planet that we live on and the beauty and how everything has a purpose and works together. I don't know. That really does it for me sometimes. Okay, the next thing... Is photography and I get joy out of taking pictures but I really get joy from the whole process taking pictures and then editing the pictures and at the end having this final product that you can just see the transformation from where it started from the concept to the props to every little detail in the shot to editing it and just getting this perfect picture is so thrilling and you just feel so accomplished and then that's my next thing is feeling accomplished when you complete a goal or just like anything that you've set for yourself when you complete that and you do what you say you're gonna do and it's done wow you just feel so amazing and the last thing on my list is eating a perfect bite When in one spoonful, you have all of the flavors in your dish complementing each other and just exploding in your mouth. It is just the best. There you go. 10 things that bring me joy. I really challenge you guys to use my top 10 things that bring me joy to create your own list of things that bring you joy. And then try to implement as many of those as you can into your daily life and you don't have to do all 10 every single day but our life is meant to be enjoyed and we get so caught up in these day-to-day routines these responsibilities all the people counting on us that we forget to do the things that make us the most happy and our life starts to pass us by so prioritizing your own joy is just so important. I want to mention while we're on the topic of joy how we measure our success because I see a lot of people who say they're successful but are some of the unhappiest people I've seen but I just want to ask you to think about how you measure success because If you have a big bank account, but you're not happy and you're not enjoying your life, then what's the point of the wealth? I think that our society has trained us to kind of view things a little bit backwards because we're all striving for wealth and we make it our number one priority, but it doesn't really talk about joy and doing what brings you happiness. I'm not saying to just fill your day with like laziness or just fill your day with things that bring you joy all day long and not do the things that you have to do. But I'm, I am saying that our priority should be enjoying our life because if you're not enjoying your life, then there's literally no point to doing what you're doing. So whatever you are doing, make any changes necessary so that every single day you're excited to wake up because you enjoy your life. Even if that means taking a financial cut, even if that means changing jobs or making a hard change, honestly, enjoying your life is worth whatever you have to do to get there. Stop living in this box that you've grown up in And start living for you and what makes you happy. There's this quote that says, achievement without enjoyment is a failure. And I really want you to let that sink in because if you're super successful and you're not enjoying your life, then you're failing. The whole goal is happiness and enjoyment. So... Just want you to really think about how you're measuring success because wealth and popularity does not equal success. How much you love your life does. I don't want you to restrict yourself as you're writing down things that bring you joy because I think that we often put these beliefs and limits on ourselves where something like dancing will say, Oh well that's a waste of time. So, you know, I have other things I need to do that are bigger priorities, so I'm not going to waste my time dancing or I'm not going to waste my time going for a walk or a hike because I need to cook dinner and do a million other things. And a lot of the time, the things that bring us joy that we would put on our joyful list, we will kind of disregard and just say, you know, it's a waste of time or it's not important. And so beyond prioritizing it, I really want you to not filter your list. And write down the first 10 things that come to mind that really bring you joy. Because is it really a waste of time if it's making you happy? If it's adding a smile to your face or adding laughter to your life or getting you excited or giving you something to look forward to, even if it's not furthering your career or even necessarily furthering you as a person, but it's just simply to make you happy, how can it be a waste of time? Remember, if we're measuring success by our enjoyment of life, then it's not a waste of time, and it's something that you should prioritize. So that is my first tip. You got to know me a little bit. You got to see what makes me happy, and hopefully it can bring some happiness into your life. The next thing that I really want to talk about is being a 20-something-year-old in society and in America and life right now and what that really looks like. So, I mean, for me, something I've noticed is there's so much comparison on social media. You see everyone's life, and it's a highlight reel. And you're comparing yourself with people who have been doing the same thing as you or the same thing you want to do. And they've been doing it for years. And, you know, their lives are so different. And we don't get the whole story, we just get bits and pieces, one page of each chapter in their book. And the whole chapter is really what makes everything so important. And we miss that whole section. So, our comparisons are not real. What we're comparing ourselves to is edited, is filtered, has gone through so many different processes, and we're only seeing the tippy top 1% best part of people's lives, and then we're comparing our 100% lives to that. I want to go beyond that though, because there's so many issues with comparison on the internet to other people, but comparison in general is not just comparing yourself to others but it's comparing what you have to what you lack or what you think that you should have and that just sets you up to be in a mindset where you're focused on what your life is lacking instead of focusing on what your life is full of and so Comparison is not only comparing yourself with others, but it's also comparing yourself to maybe previous versions of yourself or comparing the idea of what you think your life should look like versus what it actually does. Realistically, you can compare yourself to anything, but you can't live in the present and also compare yourself because you're thinking of your past self or a future self or anything outside of where you currently are but if you just come back to earth and where you're currently at and enjoy and appreciate what you have in your life and accept and let it be okay the part of the journey that you're on and where you're at then comparison disappears making action steps to become a better person or further whatever you're working on is great but that should be coming from within and what you personally want not based on what other people are doing or a fantasy or idea of something that you've created in your mind comparison is a thief of joy it's not benefiting you in any way it's not pushing you any further it's literally only stealing your happiness and taking away from where you're currently at so stop comparing It's stealing your happiness, and it's not adding to your life at all. And if you want to have changes and you're not happy with where you are, that's fine. Make those changes, but not because you compare to anything else, but because that's what you want for yourself. I'm 22, and where I'm at right now is this weird place where I see so much on social media, all of these people doing exactly what I want to be doing, and at the same time, having no clue exactly what I wanna be doing. I love social media and creating content, but I also really love interior design and I love photography and there's a million and a half different things that I'm good at and that I wanna do and I don't know where to spend my time or my energy. Every single day, it is a struggle trying to figure out where to spend my 24 hours. And also, it's so hard to not get consumed in scrolling. I feel like now there's this expectation of everyone to be putting out content, content, content as much as possible. And it's getting so saturated. And... It's not allowing us time to live in the moment and just be with ourselves and those around us who we love. The expectations that are set for us now are so much higher, especially when you see these stars becoming successful when they're queens when they're 13, when they're 15, when they're 18 and I think it's beautiful that at any age you can become successful doing anything that you love. But it's also hard because again, we're comparing ourselves to 1% and it seems so normal to us like that's where we should be and what we should be doing too. And we're completely forgetting about the thousands and thousands of people who are just working normal jobs. Maybe you don't want to be on social media. I mean, there's a million other things to do it's so hard when you see your friends getting engaged and having babies and getting married and they just published a book and this person's doing this that and the other and then you look at your life and you're expected to be putting out content all the time and know your brand. I'm in my early 20s but it happens at all ages. This is the time that we live in that that's what's expected of us and I don't know how to put out content when I don't even know what my brand is yet because I don't know where I'm going yet. I don't know what I want to be doing. And I feel like this pressure that I need to be doing it now and it's hard for me to allow myself time to figure out exactly where I want to spend my time and energy while also trying to already have answers now. If that made any sense. So that's kind of how I'm feeling. Something that's been on my mind and heart lately and something I wanted to talk about, just bring the conversation about. I don't know if you guys feel that at all too, but I'm sure that I'm not alone in this. I'm just an average girl. I have a story, but so does everybody. Everybody has a story. And I just want to talk about things that maybe are unpopular opinions or real and really share what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, and maybe some of you guys will connect with that. Maybe you guys will feel the same way and we can relate on that. Maybe I can help other people to feel less alone and start a community of people talking, get people talking about subjects that they may be afraid to talk about. I love social media. Here I am, on a podcast, and I am so grateful for it, but at the same time, it's so crazy what's happening to our society and to watch it all. I just wanted to start a conversation, to come on here and talk to whoever's listening and go from there. The other thing that I feel is another huge part of this whole social media thing is Being consistent, not only are you expected to have a brand and to be putting out a lot of content, but now there's what Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, you know, the list goes on and on. And so not only do you have to have photos, but short tweets that are captivating and Instagram stories, and you have to be in a million different places while showcasing your life. Like that's so much of what social media is. But how are you supposed to have this life and be present in it while also documenting every part of it? And then also do internal work and personal development and figure out who you are and where you're going and what you want to be doing. I just feel like there's so much pressure right now in the social media world and now every few months every few years there's just more and more platforms being added not to mention all of this content has to be edited and perfect the sound quality for your podcast is so important the video quality for a youtube channel these things take time editing a youtube video takes hours editing photos for a consistent theme that's appealing to the eye to get more followers and so much worth is in our followers now. It's becoming a currency where people will like a photo because so many people have liked it or follow just because someone has a lot of followers. And they're using that as validity to who they are. It's giving people self-worth. How many views they got on a YouTube video gives that person their worth. And instead of just being proud of what you do, now your self-worth is determined by other people's opinions. And I think that's so unhealthy for us as humans to be so reliable on others, our self-worth should come from within. I just get so frustrated and heated about this because we're so reliant on everyone else. When you choose to go against the norm, then you're penalized for it. This is a crazy story, but just talking about how this reminded me of it. I was at dinner on a date with my boyfriend at a bar that we go to often and there was a few ladies sitting next to us and we started chatting with them and they asked us to search something I think it was on our phones and we left our phones at home that night and we wanted to spend time with each other and not be distracted and they asked me to take out my phone and google something and I was like oh I don't I don't have my phone with me so oh well I get your boyfriends and he doesn't have his phone with him and they were shocked like genuinely jaw dropping shocked that we were out on a Friday night or whatever night it was without our phones. And like, what type of society is that? What are we doing to ourselves? That people go on dates and they sit on their phones. If you need to know the time, wear a watch and then just be with the person. Like, you don't need to be scrolling. You don't need to be documenting every single part of your life. I think that documenting is great. I document a lot. But I've done a lot of thinking about daily vlogging, people putting out more content. But I was like, I don't need the world to know what I'm doing every second of the day. I record my trips because that's something I want to look back and remember. And I edit those videos for me. And if other people get enjoyment out of them, then amazing. But at the end of the day, I'm going to be the one going back in five years and ten years showing my kids these videos and that's important to me. But showing them what I did on a Wednesday when I sat around to clean the house, I don't need that for me and that's my own thing and I think everyone has their own thing. I think that if this world became more intentional with what they're doing and their why as to the purpose, not just I want a paycheck or I'm self-absorbed. Honestly, like nobody really cares. Nobody cares what you're doing on a Tuesday and to be honest, if they're watching daily vloggers, like how much time do they have that they can sit there and watch every single day of your life? How self-absorbed are you that you really think that people care about what you're doing every single day. I mean, even on Instagram now, you see people's feeds of just them posing for pictures. And for a while, that's what I was doing. That's what I was sitting there, taking photo shoots, getting dressed just to take pictures of things that I wasn't actually doing, and then sharing captions that were unauthentic to what I was doing. I don't want to sit there and make a meal for an Instagram post and throw it away. I want to record what I'm doing so if I'm making a meal I want to record that to share that recipe to hopefully help someone. So my intention is for other people to get a yummy recipe rather than look at a picture that's not real. I just feel like so much of social media is so not real and unauthentic and with no intention. If you're gonna be on YouTube then have a purpose and I know that everyone's figuring it out but for me I feel like with my channel my purpose is to inform you of something. Whether a product is good or not so you know if you should spend your money on it how to do something, a recipe, anything that you're taking something away. Granted, I think that humor and laughter and entertainment is another thing that you can offer people. Just have a purpose. Someone like Tana Mojo, she just won Creative of the Year and if you listen to her talking, she says very clearly that her whole purpose in starting YouTube was to make one person's day brighter and give them a little bit of laughter. You may not take anything way except entertainment and that's fine but at least have a purpose don't just be filming to film for no reason or for a paycheck how are you adding value to the world what is the point i just am so tired of people comparing to this fake reality that's edited and if you listen to any youtuber or any creator when they talk about hate and stuff or their followers Every single one will say, you don't know me to their followers. Every person who has a fan base Yeah, they may share so much of their life online, but at the end of the day, the fans don't know the creators because at the end of the day, the creators are choosing what to publish. They're choosing what parts of themselves to put online and to share with the world. And no matter how authentic or how real you are, you're only getting a snippet of who that person is. And I think that I try to be as real online and on this podcast as possible, but until you spend every day with me in my home, in my life, there's no way you're going to know all of my thoughts and emotions and everything that makes me who I am, and that goes for any creator. So just remember, whenever you're scrolling or watching or consuming anything, to not compare yourself and wherever you are at in life is exactly where you're supposed to be. There's perfect timing for everything and I've seen that reflected in my life time and time again. Remember that whatever you want to do is possible and I was just reading Rachel Hollis, Girl, Stop Apologizing. Something that I want to do a lot on this podcast is just share with you guys a little bit about what I'm reading and some snippet quotes from some books. I just think that could be really insightful because I get a lot out of reading personal development books, but sometimes it's nice to kind of talk about what you read. Okay, so this says, Stop comparing your beginning with my middle, or anyone else's for that matter. And that part of the chapter is talking about how she's been a speaker for 15 years. And so if you're just beginning, don't compare yourself with someone who's been doing it for 15 years. Everyone's beginning looks different. Everyone's story and how they get there looks different. But don't compare yourself. You're at the beginning of your journey and you have so much to learn. We're all at different stages and every stage is beautiful and there's things to take away. Here are a few more of my favorite quotes from today's chapter that I read. I'm grateful for the small spaces I've inhabited. They taught me how to grow. I'm grateful for every misstep along the way. They taught me how to run. I'm grateful for every moment of insecurity. They propelled me to gain a lifetime of confidence earned through practice and study. Battling through hardships to get here means I have absolute certainty in the truth. I can achieve anything if I'm willing to work for it. Sis, don't be afraid of failure. Be afraid of never achieving anything at all because you are too afraid of what others might think of you for trying. One other part is you are going to suck. All beginners do. There's zero pressure to be perfect now so you can just have fun and get better. Your potential for improvement is exponential. So I really like that because it just talks about how at the beginning of wherever you are, you're not expected to be amazing at it. You're like a baby. Like a baby is not expected to be good at anything. And over time, it learns to walk and stand up. And it's not an option to the child to not stand up. I mean, how many times does a baby fall down before they actually can walk? And as an adult, I guess society's pressure pushes us to feel this pressure that we need to be doing X, Y, and Z perfectly, and we need to be at a certain standard before we're ready, before we've done the things that we need to do to get there. And this whole chapter talks about failure, and I watched a video from Rachel Hollis today actually about failure and how important it is, because every failure teaches you something. And there was one line, I don't know where it is, but it talked about how it's only a failure if you take nothing away from it. Yeah, sometimes you waste time and you waste money and it may take you way longer than you thought, but everything has timing, everything has a reason, and if you fail and you're not exactly where you wanna be, that's okay. Just reflect, look at what you've gained, what lessons have you learned. I would also like to say that here I am making my first podcast episode. So this is a great example. I am a baby in the podcasting realm, and there are a lot of people with podcasts, so I guess it's been done before, so I can do some research, like it says right here in this book. I'm reading a lot, but you know what? This book really hit home today, so it says, everything has been done before. The fact that someone has already done the thing you're dreaming of shouldn't be a deterrent, it should be a sign that you're onto something. If you find yourself worried about the idea that someone else has already done it, you need to flip the script on whether that's a bad thing. If someone else has done it, you can research and model behavior and test out your own theories using their roadmap as some kind of guidance. You can combine their how with your why to create something epic. For me, here I am starting this podcast and if I apply that, to what I'm doing, then yeah, there's so many people with a podcast. It's so popular. It's the new thing. And that's great because you know what? I googled and I went on YouTube to figure out the best editing software. So how much time did that save me? I didn't have to pave a new road. So remember that yeah, there's people to compare yourself to, but there's also people to learn from. There's people who've gone before you who can teach you and then you can add your own personal style to it and create something new. If you look at any new product that comes out or any creator who becomes successful, how many musicians and actors and actresses are there? But we still get new ones every day, every year. People get discovered because yes they're doing something that's been done before but with their own take on it so that's what i'm doing here with this podcast i don't know if this episode's gonna be any good but i'm a baby in this in this realm you know and if i look at my first youtube videos i've only been doing youtube for about two years now but wow, the improvement is insane. So I'm sure that a year from now, I will look back on this episode and (laughs) laugh at myself and see how much progress, but that will give me something to be proud of because I've come such a far way. And no matter what you do, if you are consistent with it, you will grow. And it may not be exactly how you want it, And things may not always go exactly according to plan, but you will grow, especially if you reflect and take things away. So yes, a lot of my YouTube videos were garbage at the beginning, but if I never would have started and I waited to be perfect, I never would have gotten to the point that I am now. And I still have a long ways to go before I'm perfect and a lot more to learn. But the only way you learn is by trying and by just starting and doing. And there's never going to be a perfect time. You're never going to be ready. If you wait until you're ready, it will never happen. Don't wait until you're confident to show up. Show up until you're confident. And I must say that is so true for anything because how can you be confident in something that you're not really good at or that you're just starting? Am I confident today recording this podcast episode? Not really, but same with YouTube when I first started that. I was definitely not confident, but if you look at how I talk to the camera now versus two years ago, now I'm confident. I'm confident talking to the camera. I am confident in myself. Just keep going until you're confident because the only way you're going to get confident is with practice. So just as an example, I was starting this podcast because it's my first episode Going into this, I didn't know what microphone to use because sound quality is important when people listen to their headphones. I googled the audio editing software to record this on. I had no idea what I was doing, but I knew that I had something to say and that I wanted to start this podcast. So I made my cover art, which was so fun. To challenge myself because I saw so many people with sketches of them and I knew I could pay someone, but I thought I could do it myself. So I challenged myself and I created my own cover art that I'm so proud of. And I did the research and I found the apps, and I still don't entirely know what I'm doing, but I will learn along the way. I have no idea even how to edit this, but if you are listening to it, it means that I figured it out. This morning I was listening to shocker, a Rachel Hollis podcast. Something that I really like to do is when I listen to a podcast, like write out the key parts and share it on Instagram. So if you guys ever want to read just the spark notes of some other podcasts, you can check out my Instagram. I'm going to read you from today. So it says, start with the goal, work backwards from there. And I really liked that because I knew I wanted to create a podcast. That was the goal but I had no idea all the steps that it would take to get there, but I had something to work towards. And if you don't have that goal, then it's really hard to work towards anything. And that's what I'm struggling with in the rest of my life. I know I have a lot of things that I want to do, but I don't have clear, specific goals. So one goal I have going into 2020 is being very intentional and setting clear goals. And then going backwards and figuring out all the steps I need to get there. Another thing that I'm really going to work on in 2020 is being more impeccable with my word and not just like throwing words around, but if I say I'm going to do something then I really want to commit to that and make my word mean more and hold myself accountable. So I don't want to, if I'm not going to do it, I don't want to tell myself I'm going to do it. If I am going to do it, then I need to be very intentional and clear. My theme for 2020 is intentionality. The next thing from the podcast was plan the incredible thing you're going to do for yourself right now. Don't wait until you get to a certain level to be the person you want to be or live the life you want to live. You have to choose that now. That looks like making room in your calendar to work to be the person you want to be. The next one is make a vision board of hopes and dreams for the coming year. Envision where you want to go and how you're going to get there. Achievement without enjoyment is failure. So that goes back to the beginning of this podcast. All of this ties into goals and canceling out the noise of comparison and just focusing on you. And whatever it is you're like comparing... Figure out where you want to be, who you are, your goal, big or small, and then once you have that goal, work backwards and have a clear plan for how you're going to get there and have a clear vision for what it will look like so that every step is intentional. And don't wait until you think you're supposed to be there and you're good. Just start today. The new year is the perfect time to start. It's a perfect excuse or reason to light the fire under you to start something. Whatever it is, cut the excuses and just start. If you don't like it, you can always stop later. You can always change your mind, change your path, but nothing will come if you don't begin. And a quote that I love, I don't know who said it, but nothing changes if nothing changes. So if you want different results in 2020, if you want to be a different person, if you want a better job, if you want to take a trip, whatever it is, do it. Start now because there is no better time than right now. The next quote from the podcast, what are your plans for personal development? And that was a really interesting question to me, and I think it is to most people. Honestly, think about it. Like we make all of these plans for how we're going to spend our time and what we're going to do and set goals for every other area of our life and we forget about ourselves and we can't grow as leaders, as individuals, as whatever we're trying to be. We can't grow if we don't take the time to prioritize ourselves and working on personal development. So, what are you going to do? How are you going to get there? Are you going to do a morning routine and implement new habits? Are you going to change your diet? Are you going to start reading? Are you going to start listening to podcasts? What is your plan on bettering yourself? Are you going to carve out time to go to the gym or to spend time on your hobby? What brings you joy? And how are you going to become the best you? Hope is not a strategy. And that was really powerful to me because a lot of people will sit around and come up with a million excuses and kind of hope that something's going to change. And nothing changes if nothing changes. You can't hope. Hope is not a strategy on how your goals are going to be achieved. They're not going to just happen. You can't hope for the best or hope to get lucky. If you want something, go out there and get it. It's up to you. You're responsible for your life. Even when things are out of your control, you are still responsible for what you make them mean to you, for how you interpret them, how you let each of those things affect your life. You can flip the narrative. You can flip the viewpoint. You can change the perspective and no matter what it is, no matter what you're going through, you can choose to let it consume you or push you forward. There's really no excuses and I'm talking to you guys as much as I'm talking to me because I am right there with you. I told you guys at the beginning all of the struggles I'm going through but I just wanted to come on here not talking like I have it all figured out but I'm just sharing what I read and I heard today and the personal development that I've been working on and I'm just starting the conversation and talking to both myself and to you about these amazing points that Rachel Hollis made and there's so many wise people who know so much more than me and I'm just trying to learn and that is one way that I am trying to become a better person and self, self-help self and personal development. I'm trying to read and listen to podcasts and learn from those who know more than me. So the last one I'm going to throw at you guys is in an age of this much free information, your ignorance is a choice. And that was just, wow, okay? When I talk about excuses, like there are, everybody has them. I have them. Everybody has them. And it's so easy to get consumed with your excuses, but we live in this age, and I was talking about so much about social media before, and I said there's a lot of issues I have with it, but We're also so blessed. Today, we have so much information more than any other generation, any other people ever before us. We have access to so much information. So whatever you want to do, you can do. (laughs) You can find the information, even if you don't have money for a school or for a coaching session or for whatever it is. Go to a library Use your computer, use your phone, use whatever you have and learn. Because there's books, there's articles, there's videos. Anything that you can think of, Google will provide you with an answer. There's so much information out there that you can have access to. Just start. Any goal or dream that you have is not too big. Whatever you want to do... Just start, go on Google and type it in and learn and go from there. So (laughs) that's the end of my spiel. I covered a lot. I talked about all the things that make me joyful and I encourage you to find the things that make you joyful too. I talked about social media and the pressures of being a young adult, but really anyone in today's society. And I talked about excuses, comparison, and goal setting, and dreams, and a whole lot. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this first episode. I hope that 2020 is your year. I am pumped up about this year and becoming the best person I can be and just learning from my past and applying that to my future. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode and enjoyed getting to know me a little bit. And don't forget to subscribe. In the show notes, I'll leave my YouTube channel and my Instagram so you guys can find me if you want to put a face to the voice. Share kindness, be joyful, because life is peachy. Bye, guys.